0: Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about getting back on the road with your camera. And um, when this podcast comes out, um, or this particular episode, I'll be actually traveling around Tasmania with my camera. And it got me thinking about, you know, it's been a while since I've been on the road with the camera traveling. And, and I suppose it's kind of interesting now to think back about what I'm going to what I'm going to take, what equipment I'm going to have, what resources I'm going to need while I'm travelling and that type of stuff. So I thought, you know, probably people are starting to, like I said, get back out of the camera, starting to plan trips and that type of stuff. And obviously one of the important parts for a photographer planning a trip is the camera gear that you're going to take and the supporting um, accessories that you're going to take with you as well because obviously, you know, you're going to need to be able to review stuff, process stuff, store stuff. And basically, work out how you're going to manage all those things. And like I said, I had a you know before the pandemic hit, I regularly travelling, so I had my kind of I suppose go to kit setup of of how I've um, would photograph. Since then, I've changed my camera gear quite a bit. I you know back then, my last kind of overseas trips, I was shooting with DSLRs. Now I'm kind of gone fully mirrorless and changed to the uh, Canon system. And like I said, so there's a few things that are a little bit different, and like I said, so I thought, make take this opportunity to make this podcast about, to get you thinking about on the road with your camera, and what's, you know, what's the things to think about, what the things to consider, and I suppose, look, you know, the the very first thing is, you know, once you, I think, work out which camera body, if, if you've got a, a choice of camera bodies, you might, you know, work out which camera body you're going to take, and which lenses, and I've been thinking, you know, giving this a lot of thought because I want to travel fairly light. I don't want to actually be carrying too much gear because obviously quite often when I do travel with my camera gear, it's always my backpack with me. I don't like leaving it anywhere. So it's obviously, you know, the the more stuff I have in my backpack, the more weight you've got there. And I suppose one good thing about the mirrorless systems now that they are lighter, which is great. So there's a bit of a weight saving factor in play, which is good. But again, it's just, It's so easy I think to get overwhelmed with equipment and I've got like a plenty of equipment to choose from. I've got a fairly big range of RF glass now. I've been slowly replacing my EF lenses with RF lenses so I've pretty much got all the bases covered for what I need with photography and again it's just trying to work out what I'm going to take and again I've been thinking about this trying to rattling my brain thinking well do I need to take a 7200 2.8? Do I need to take? Do I need to take? You know, something wide. Do I need to take? What type of lenses do I need to take? Do I need to take something long? Do I need to take some of my big, some of my bigger prime or telephoto lenses? And I think what I've come down to thinking about it is that, and again, not having a real plan of where I'm going to be traveling. I'm obviously going to be doing the kind of the touristy type places, but also hopefully, you know, getting some. Street photography type stuff. So, I think what I'm kind of going to come down to is I'm going to come down to I think just taking my R5 and taking a the 24 to 105 f4 RF lens, and I think that's going to be all the gear I'm going to take. I think I'm going to try and keep it simple with one lens and one body. And I mean, I've got great faith in the Canon bodies for being reliable. I'm not worried about you know, running into an issue with the camera itself. I'm, I'm sure it's going to perform really well. And I'll just take a number of batteries and I will take some spare cards. And I think that will be my kit um, to take. I'm not even, I don't even think I'm going to pack a tripod. I'm, I'm trying, like I said, to travel as, I suppose, as light as possible. I just don't want to have too much gear that I've got to kind of lug around because in the past when I've travelled quite often, some of the extra gear I've taken, I've only used it handful of times one or two times sometimes you know during a course of a couple of weeks away and it's kind of like not really necessary i know like sometimes if you need a lens to shoot a particular subject you need that lens but sometimes you just got to make do and that's why i suppose my rationale for taking the r5 over my r6 the r5 is a 45 megapixel sensor it does give me the ability to crop quite heavily and still have a reasonable image so I'm thinking, you know, with the limitation at the 105 end that I do have the ability to crop in a bit. So, and at 24, 24 I think is a sweet spot as far as for a wide lens for travelling and that type of stuff. It's, I don't think you need to go too much wider. I think most times when I have travelled and I have taken something wider, it's been very infrequently used. It's typically, like I said, I'm being much more around that 24 mark as far as the wide end. So... Again, this is, you know, just trying to, I suppose, work out just what's going to work for me on the road and what I need and try and do it in such a way that I'm traveling fairly light. You know, I've talked about this before in previous podcasts. I mean, I I always take a, like a, an over shoulder strap. I don't use the, the native camera strap that comes with the cam- you know, the Canon cameras. I never use their straps. I've always used the over shoulder strap. I just find it's more comfortable, when, especially when you're going to have the camera maybe hanging around, um, hanging off you for a good part of the day while you're wandering around and checking places out. So it's again getting the camera set up to be comfortable, and I know that works really well because I use that regularly for shooting events and other things. So I know that that works well. And like I said, um, I'm not too worried about battery life. I get really good battery life out of the R5 it's not an issue. So I'm thinking just having a, a second battery will pretty much be perfect because I don't think I will we'll get through a battery in a day. I think one battery will kind of shoot all day, all the type of stuff I want to shoot. And then I can obviously recharge it at night time when we're um, stopping. And again, at this stage, don't really have a, an itinerary other than I'm flying into um, Hobart and that's the starting point. And we're hiring a car and then I'll be off just tiki touring around just trying to look at looking at different stuff and again I'm kind of in two minds whether to kind of do and I haven't at this point I haven't really done any research about what to what to expect or what to photograph. I'm thinking I'd want to try and maybe keep this trip fairly organic. Just whatever we come across or maybe on the road someone will tell you that, oh, you should go visit this or you should go and visit that. Again, quite often in you know, a travels of the past, it's always been kind of ad hoc. Just basically get there, travel, see something you like, stop, take photos, whatever, then move on. Again, it's not really having a rigid plan, so I'm not going to really have a super rigid plan in place as far as what I'm going to shoot. But I know I will come across some interesting things, you know, during the course of being there for, um, you know, probably be there nearly two weeks. So I think it's again, I thought it's probably just worthwhile doing a podcast getting people thinking about if you're traveling about thinking about those because you don't want to be kind of get to the day before you're about to jump on a plane and then have to start making decisions about what equipment because what will happen is you'll you'll probably overpack because you'll be thinking i might need this i might need that i think it's good to start having the the discussion or start having the conversation with yourself weeks before you're about to travel and just think about what type of things that you might want to photograph. And if there's something like if you're going there and particularly say you're into birds and you know that there's a good area where there's lots of birds, then obviously taking a a longer telephoto lens is going to be an important consideration for you if that's what you're chasing. I'm not going to shoot any particular wildlife if I come across some wildlife, if I can shoot it with what I've got, great. If not, that's so be it. Again, it's more about, I suppose, just capturing what's around and again, you know I'm thinking I'm probably really going to be shooting more in street photography style just trying to capture what's going on around the different areas capturing some of the people and some of the places and that type of stuff and not really having to drill down into stuff too heavily so again just by having a just having one lens just means I can keep quite nimble and keep moving around and I think like I said it's important like I said to have that conversation with yourself well before the trip so you're just really prepared and the other thing is then start to look at the other bits and pieces that you'll need to support it like things like your batteries things like memory cards how much memory cards how you and then the next thing is are you going to along the way are you going to want to be editing or you're going to be wanting to yeah upload those photos or do something with it and again so i suppose my you know tool of choice these days is, is an ipad pro so i'll take my ipad pro where i can download straight from the camera and i can download via the um just using the the app or i think i haven't tried it yet but maybe i can even use a um i think you can still use like the the usb-c cable i haven't actually tried it that's what i'm saying so since i've had that new ipad pro i haven't actually really traveled so i haven't had the need and where i've used the ipad to grab images while i've been shooting events and stuff i've just been purely doing it via the app just basically accessing the images that way but so sometimes what i'll do is because my ipad's got quite a lot of storage on it is in the past on other ipads i've used that as another means of backup where i've downloaded the um, files onto the laptop as well to have another copy as well as obviously having the sd cards so again it's kind of thinking about what the process is, how you're going to manage that process and like I said are you going to be doing and I'm I'm thinking that I'm not going to be doing lots of editing or posting along the way, I think I'll be like capturing stuff and I'll be kind of reviewing it each day but then I don't think I'm going to be kind of wanting to at the end of the day sit there and go through hundreds of photos and um, start tweaking them and doing stuff so I think you know it'll be maybe I might just so grab one or two from a day's shoot, which I might use and put up on socials and again but really drill into the other stuff once I get back in front of my computer, which is probably my preferred method of of kind of reviewing photos and managing photos and doing the posts if there's going to be any post production that's going to be needed. So on this episode I'm talking about getting on the road again with your camera, getting out there traveling around taking photographs again in the in the world how we you know a lot of photographers like myself did for you know many many years before the pandemic hit we would quite often be traveling around taking photographs um from various different places around the world and we'd have a kind of I suppose a routine in place that this worked and like now with my you know change of gear I suppose the the fact that I haven't really traveled so that my last overseas trip even though going to Tasmania is not overseas but it's my last kind of trip of travelling around was in was over in Europe, in Italy and Greece, and, and that was 2019, and that was just got back the end of 2019, just before the pandemic hit, and then that obviously put the brakes on. We had a couple of trips planned, but obviously had to pull the pin on them because obviously the world, um, you know, had changed, so it was just too difficult to do that. So again, now it's been quite a few years since I've you know, been travelling with the camera, and again, I'm thinking... You know, I'm going to try try and travel as light as possible, and I think like just even on the last trip, I did take two bodies. I took a backup body, and I took quite a few different lenses. Never needed the backup body, but and didn't use probably half the lenses I took. But I did. But again, I was going to somewhere where I had no idea what what I was going to encounter, so I just wanted to make sure that I had uh, as much stuff or well, as had as many tools available to me that if I needed something I had it there and, and if I if there was an opportunity to do something I have the gear to do it so this is um again I'm thinking a little bit different and I'm thinking about even really peeling it back because I just want to kind of make it simple because at the end of the day it is a kind of a a break as well so it's not really it is a, it is about photography to a degree but it's not all about photography it's about obviously seeing some of the stuff out there and enjoying some of those experiences and the camera can be a part of that experience but it's not gonna be the um primary driver in this particular exercise. So yeah. So again I thought again it's just I've been kind of supposed, you know, pondering over this for a couple of weeks now. And that's why I just thought I'm sure that people are, are either getting ready to travel or or have travelled and maybe how they how they sit back and review their process and reviewed what they took and was it adequate or did they need did they kind of over over uh, compensate by taking too much gear or did they find that they under and regretted not having certain pieces of equipment I'll tell you after I get back whether I kind of regret my decision of just taking one body and one lens um, I don't think I will I think I'll just make it work I mean it's like a lot of things you know sometimes you just yeah, as a photographer, you, you you work with what you got, and sometimes you don't have the exact thing that you want. I mean, I can remember doing an impromptu fashion runway shoot where I came across um, one was in was in the city, and I wasn't really prepared. I'd been out street shooting, and I basically I had the twenty four to one hundred five, and I shot oh, some great shots with the twenty four to one hundred five. Now it's not the lens that I would normally shoot fashion runway with. I would typically shoot with my seventy to two hundred f two point eight it I'd shoot with my fifty one point two, or even maybe thirty five one eight, or my 85 so it's kind of like interesting but I had the one body and the one the one lens but made it work and got some great shots so again it's you can make it work you know you can just make whatever you have in your hand at the time just make it work and get the shots that you can yeah you're not going to maybe be able to get every particular shot you mightn't have the the nice um bokeh in the background but if you're shooting with an f4 lens as you can do say with a you know an f1.2 lens but again it is what it is and like i said you make it work so yeah so on this episode of focus I'm trying to suppose flush out the get the get the moths out of the suitcase and you know get get on the road and just try and do some just try and do some um traveling and you know doing some photography and just trying to find I suppose um, it's a way to do it simply and a way to do it without overcomplicating. Because I think what it's really easy sometimes with stuff to overcomplicate stuff. Sometimes you just need to kind of peel it all back and just kind of go to the simple approach, you know, keep it simple. And I think, you know, sometimes, we, sometimes people, and I know sometimes for myself, it's kind of my default mechanism is to overplan over kind of, I suppose, cater for stuff though i've got absolutely every contingency plan um covered and i'm thinking on this one i've got to try and you know rethink the way i do it and not go so heavy on having all this extra equipment because again be traveling every day we'll be moving around we're not staying in one spot basically traveling driving every day staying at a different location basically every night so again it's like everything that you have with you you're going to have to manhandle it and move it in and out of your vehicle. And again, I don't like the idea of leaving equipment, in your vehicle. So, like I said, my camera will be in my backpack when I'm not using it, and my backpack will be on my back, and it'll travel with me wherever I go. So, wherever I am, my camera will be with me, even if I'm not using it. Again, it's just that safety thing, and just knowing where the camera is at all times. I've, you know, I've heard terrible stories of people leaving stuff in the cars and car getting broken into and the gear getting stolen. I just couldn't think of anything more stressful as having having your gear stolen every car, especially while you're traveling and you're away from home. I mean that would be a really I think it'd be a really difficult situation to kind of manage and process. So again, if you can try and I suppose plan and eliminate those things from happening and like I said, the easiest way is like when I've traveled in the past, anything that was valuable um to me it was always with me like you know when you traveled with um things like your overseas like your passport and everything it was always c- close on your person it wasn't kind of left in the hotel room or if you were out kind of you know tiki touring around the, around the city and you're going back to the hotel that night again it's just anything i felt that was important that you might need had that kind of in a safe place where you knew you had eyes on it and basically could kind of i suppose protect it the best you could And again, but these are all things that, you know, you just kind of, at some point, you do have to think about. And the other thing about, you know, travelling as well is that, obviously, when you're travelling for a couple of weeks, you know, there's stuff you need to take. So you're going to have, you know, it's impossible to kind of, I suppose, do everything as carry on um, on a plane. So you're going to have some stuff that's going to go under. And again, it's just choosing what goes on that. So basically, my things like my iPad, my camera gear, will all travel with me on as carry-on I'll take it on board so again it's just knowing where it is so even if you get it off at you know at the airport and your bag's delayed or something's happened whatever you're not you know missing a piece of equipment the only thing which I would put in my bag would be something like my charger depending on how much room I have in my backpack if I've got enough room I will have the charger in my backpack I'll have the batteries in my backpack I won't put them under but I would put the charger There'd be something, like I said, if worse comes to worse and um, something happened and you had, and always, this is the other thing too, which is before I leave, you know, so the camera is set up with clean cards, so the cards are ready to go, they're completely clean, and also all the batteries are fully charged, so they're all ready to go. The trick, obviously, when you're travelling with um, camera gear, especially if you're going to be using it, like, you know, for travelling, one of the best things is is to actually make sure you turn everything off, like switch the... Switch the camera off and also just things like, if you have things like Wi-Fi and stuff turned on the camera, just disable all the stuff that you don't need because anything that's kind of running in the background is going to use more power and going to give you less, less battery life. So again, it's trying to manage that as well. So, But again, I think i have had situations in the past where I've forgotten to turn the power off to the camera and the camera's getting bumped and the camera's actually coming turning itself on throughout the trip and battery's kind of half depleted before you get there. So again, it's just remembering to kind of both have a process and just check those few things off. The other thing which I suppose is really important with whatever you're traveling with is to make sure it's really well, really well labelled. So everything has your details on it. So should something happen and I, I in my camera bag I use I use an Apple air tags. Um, and I label everything. But again it's kind of just trying to have I suppose it's like an insurance on that. And also just check too, like when you're traveling with with travel insurance, you know, is your travel insurance cover? What does it, what does it actually cover? Because sometimes people just assume that's going to cover some items, but sometimes you have to disclose those items. And again, uh, same as if something happens to you. you and I've had a situation where, you know, I was in Singapore and fortunately, it was kind of on the second last day. I was out shooting one night And um, back then I was shooting, this is a few years ago, I was shooting with my 5D Mark II and I'd put the camera um, down for a second to grab something out of my backpack and I'd put it on a little ledge which I thought was wide enough to um, hold the camera briefly. But it did fall off the camera and it landed on the the door where the um, CF card was and managed to shear a number of pins off the, um, like off the pin off the board there, and pretty much made the camera inoperative. So basically, I, I um, couldn't use that camera for a restaurant, and I had to use it in my backup body, which was fine because, like I said, it was at the end of the trip. But I'd, fortunately, I had actually been back, I think, to the hotel that afternoon, and I'd had, had swapped out cards and I'd gone out with clean card so I didn't really have I hadn't really shot much when that had happened so that was quite lucky and again my travel insurance covered the repairs to the camera when I got when I got back to Australia I just notified the insurance company said look I've had an accident this is what's happened and they said yeah you're covered for that you need to go and get a quote which I did so I went and got a a quote for the repairs and submitted that to the insurance company and they approved it and then I got the camera repaired and you know, all I can say is that I'm glad I had the insurance because insurance. I mean, the bill was over a thousand bucks. I think the insurance for that particular trip at that time, because I was traveling, I was traveling a fair bit. I had a yearly policy, so I probably, I think the policy was it was only like something crazy. It was only like seven seven hundred bucks or something for a whole year of travel. So I was actually in front. You know, if I had hadn't been insured and I had to kind of pay for that repair myself. Yeah, it would have been out of pocket. So this was, this this was a really good, I suppose, situation of having planning and actually having something in place. And again, sometimes people don't think about travel insurance, but it's such such an important thing. If something happens to yourself or something happens to your gear, at least you've got some type of backup or you've got some type of, I suppose, thing for you as an, you know, like I said, as an insurance policy just to basically protect you in that situation. So I hope this has got you thinking about maybe. You know, if you're about to go on a trip or you're planning a trip, if you're at that point, to really start thinking about what you're going to take and what equipment you're going to need and how you're going to manage that equipment, you know, how you're going to carry it, where you're going to store it, all those types of things. And try and, like I said, if you can work all this out pre to your flight, travelling, then obviously it takes a lot of stress off the actual when you get there because you don't have to worry about, oh, I needed a I needed a cable to do this or I needed something else or... You're realising that, you know, something you're, you're missing that you couldn't do. And again, the other thing which sometimes, which is not a bad thing to do, is sometimes you get to a hotel and there's there's limited PowerPoints available. I don't know why, when people are travelling, because so quite often you've got, you know, you might have like, some iPad will be on charge, my phone will be on charge, my wife's phone will be on charge, she, she might have her Apple Watch on charge, I'll be wanting to charge camera batteries. You know, sometimes you've got stuff, dotted all around the hotel room where you're resorting to plugging things in the bathroom powerpoint one of the i suppose the cheapest thing you can do is you can go to bunnings and buy yourself a four-way power board you can buy go to bunnings and buy a four-way power board and no matter where you travel i mean you can have an adapter so it adapts it to the australian plug from whatever the country you're in and then then you've actually got like four australian outlets that you can then plug in chargers again i find sometimes that's just a great thing to throw in the suitcase it doesn't take up much room it's quite light they're quite cheap and again it can just make life a bit easier when you're actually on the road just managing powering stuff at night time when you just kind of pull up somewhere and you can just basically you know if there's a power pump beside the bed you can plug in the power board you can plug in your phone your ipad you can plug your camera in and you've got all these points available and again it's just a very simple thing but a lot of people don't kind of think about traveling with a power board i know it's not the thing that you think about one of the first things you think about packing but i just find it kind of be a really useful thing to do so so again i hope this has got you thinking and you know planning your next trip and getting yourself um i suppose road ready with your camera so enjoy photography until next time this has been steve finkel for photo mission focus discussing photography see ya